The Extra Pack of Peanuts Travel Podcast, episode 153. There are over 20,000 expats living in Chiang Mai, which means you can finally find a good hamburger in Asia. Hello, travel nerds, and welcome to the Extra Pack of Peanuts Travel Podcast, the show that teaches you how to travel more while spending less. I'm your host, Travis Sherry, and joining me today is the person who I am dragging away from the beautiful 85-degree weather here in Thailand and taking to the freezing, maybe sub-freezing temperatures of Philadelphia, my wife and constant travel companion, Heather. Hey, everyone. Heth, did I make a bad call? We... Tell them kind of the story behind us going home to Philadelphia, which is actually happening tonight in a few hours. Yeah, I'm not really sure what the story is other than, you know, we were thinking of staying in Asia again for an extended period of time. And some things going on at home are bringing us back to the States. Specifically March Madness and a fantasy baseball draft on my (laughs) end. But, you know, things that are important to us and, you know, getting a lot of work done and stuff like that. So it was really hard for us to make the decision. And I kind of threw this one on Trav because the tables were a little bit reversed than they were last time we had this decision. Yeah, We lead a very good life. The decision was between going home to Philadelphia and spending some time with friends and family, the pre-mentioned March Madness, which I love and do with my friends and the fantasy baseball draft, or staying here in Thailand and going back to the islands. Usually an easy decision. I'd almost always stay in Thailand, but for some reason, I felt getting called home this time. And so we actually booked tickets today and we are flying out tonight. So we are spending as much time outside as possible. We are actually recording from the pool deck of the hotel that we're in at the Astera Hotel in Bangkok. So if you hear random sounds, cars going by... Splashes of water. (laughs) Yeah, people talking. We are being outside, spending as much time as we possibly can in Thailand. And what we realized... Why we're here in Thailand is that we have never done a destinations diary on Thailand. And the destinations diary series that we do with this podcast, it's on the ground reporting. It's our real experience from these places. It's not sugarcoated. It's the highs and lows of what we've done. We tell you where to eat in these places, where to sleep because we've had good and bad accommodations. You know, we tell you what to look out for, the activities to do. And of course, like how to get around the country and transportation and things like that. And so we thought, all right, let's record one on Thailand on our last day in Thailand. And then we realized we have way too much information. So we decided to narrow it down a little bit more. And we are going to do it on the place that we have spent more time in than any other place in the world outside of our homes in Philadelphia and then when we lived in Japan. And that is Chiang Mai, Thailand. We've also done Destination Diary Series. So if you guys are planning on going to any of these following areas, you may want to check them out. India, Croatia, Colorado, Portland, Santiago de Compostela, Portugal, Philadelphia, and Guatemala. So you see that sometimes we mix countries, sometimes we do cities. And speaking of on-the-ground reporting, 
Lights, Camera, Switzerland. I want to mention this at the very top of the show. Hath, fill them in a little bit on Lights, Camera, Switzerland. Lights, Camera, Switzerland is a company in Switzerland. It's, it's a contest. It's a contest. Run by the Swiss Tourism Board. Run by the Swiss Tourism Board. I guess I'm not doing a very good job of explaining this. Um, anyway, we entered this competition to become host of a travel series based in Switzerland. And we need your help. Yeah, we need your help. We are one of 10 finalists. Out of 3,000 people, we made a video. We're one of 10 finalists. The voting is now open. Whoever gets the most votes online is the winner. That's how it runs. So we are looking for support from you guys. We're a little worried of some like young gun coming in, having a million Facebook friends and sweeping it out of here. But we know that the EPOP community is strong. It's loyal. It's big. So really quickly, go to lightcamerasswitzerland.com. Check out our video. Of course, if you think one's better than ours, you can vote for them. But we'd really appreciate a vote from you guys. And if you can tweet it out, if you can tell friends, family, other people like that, it's one vote per email address. We would absolutely love to run away this competition early because the voting started March 18th and goes till May 7th. We want to hit it hard in the very beginning so that we can be on the leaderboard and we can win this thing. It'd be a dream, would it not, to be host of our own TV show? It would be an amazing experience. So you guys can help us out with that. So let's dive right into our Chiang Mai destination diary. And the first thing we're going to start with is sleeping. And we have spent probably two and a half to three months in Chiang Mai total. And we've slept in some very, very nice places and some really good value places. And then we've also slept in the worst accommodation we've ever been in. So let's give these guys a review or let's tell these guys one of our favorite places that we highly recommend, especially if people are going to be there a little longer term. Yeah. A place that we have stayed at and love is called The Opium. It's a serviced hotel and apartment. So whether you're there for a couple nights and you want to stay in a hotel room or you're there extended, you can have an apartment, which is basically just a one bedroom with a small kitchen and living room, but it just gives you a little more space to to work in. Yeah. The one bedroom, we've done both, both the one bedroom and the regular hotel room. The the regular hotel room is very nice as well. Clean and you know, fine. But the one bedroom, if you're going to be there for an extended period of time, I'd say anything over four days, you might want to, you know, up it a little bit and go to the one bedroom. They have really great rates on longer term stays. And by that, we mean monthly rentals. If you're going to be there for a month, our friends got a one bedroom for 600 US dollars for the month. So about 20 a night. If you're doing the hotel room, you can get it between 20 to 30 a night. If you're doing the one bedroom and you're doing it nightly, I don't even know if they do really rent it nightly or if they're always booked up, but it'd probably be about 40 to 45, but in a really neat area, a quiet area, but close to the old city. And a lot of our favorite eateries are in that area, actually, which of course we're going to be touching on in a little bit. Talking about old city, that's where I think I would recommend people staying if they're only going to be coming through Chiang Mai for a few nights. Yes, absolutely. Old city has a lot of charm and a couple streets that, you know, are actually the old, you know, not cobblestone, but some type of tiled streets and lots of markets and fun places to eat. So there's a lot of backpacker options down in old city, a lot of little districts, and there are also some nice hotels depending on what your budget accommodation is. Yeah. And the North east corner and the southeast corner is where most of the accommodations are. And the old city is ringed by a wall and a moat. And it's just, if you're only going to be there for a few days and you haven't been before, it's great because you don't need a motorbike to get around. You can walk to everything. Cafes, little guest houses, 
abound. I mean, you walk down streets and it's literally streets full of guest houses with cafes under them. It's a really cool vibe. It's really laid back. It's really chill. So if you're only going for a few days, I recommend staying in Old City. And there's a bunch of different places to stay. I mean, we've stayed in a place before called the MD House. It's okay. It's pretty budget. It does have a nice pool and things like that. So we have stayed there, but there are so many options. I would just say as a recommendation, go on hostel bookers, go on hotels.com, go on something like that. You know, find something that fits your fancy because there are hundreds of guest houses in the old city. Now, if you want to stay outside the city, um, Chiang Mai has a river that runs through it and there are some really nice hotels there. Our favorite is called Rati Lana, and it's the only locally owned five-star resort in Chiang Mai. So you could stay at Shangri-La or some of the other big name hotels. But the Rati Lana is owned uh, locally by Thai people. And so you could support uh, local people. I keep saying local people. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, it's a group of people who are from Chiang Mai who run it, who own it and actually run it. And we have a friend who is one of the managers there. And we have not actually stayed there because she just became the manager again. But we've gone there for dinners. It's gorgeous property. It'll run you about 160 a night, which is a lot of money for Chiang Mai, but not a lot for a legitimate five-star hotel. And there's there are these big brand name hotels. So if you have hotel points and you want to use them, Chiang Mai is a good place to use them because you know the, the prices are a lot cheaper points-wise. They're also cheaper dollar-wise. But we like to give back. One of the reasons we, we enjoy traveling is giving back in the local community. And for accommodations, we really like staying at locally owned places to give the money to them as versus a Hyatt or a Hilton or something like that. So Ratilan is the only one that's locally owned, a five-star resort. And there are some amazing places. I would say if you're looking to go super high class, think 120 to 160. If you're looking to go mid-level, you can get great places for what, have 30, 20 to 35 bucks a night. Or, you know, of course you could get a little more, but yeah, 50 to 60 would be pretty nice accommodations. Yeah. And the backpacker places we were talking about, the guest houses, if you want a dorm, you can get it as cheap as three, four bucks. Of course, you can get private rooms in some of those places for eight bucks. So accommodations, very, very affordable in Chiang Mai. The worst place we've ever stayed actually does not exist anymore. They shut it down. It was called the Mojito House in Chiang Mai. So that is now shut down. You can't stay there. But hey, there are, I'm sure there are plenty of other places if you're looking for a really cheap, possibly dumpy place that you could look at. So that's sleeping yeah, in Chiang Mai. Now your favorite part? Yeah, let's talk about eating in Chiang Mai. And my favorite restaurant... I'll let you kick this off. My favorite restaurant in the world, very cheap, 30 baht, less than $1 for a bowl of the best cow soy that you'll ever get at a little place called Cow Soy Mesai. And it is near Santi Tom Road. So if you find that, you'll be able to find it. We'll link everything in the show notes so you guys can check that out as well. This is very close to the place we mentioned staying, the Opium. It is the best food I've ever had. It's also probably the cheapest meal I've ever had at less than a dollar. It's incredible. If you want to know more about it, you can listen to our episode where we talked about our 20 best meals ever. Spoiler alert, it is number one for me. So I absolutely love it. Cal Soy Mesai. We tried a few other places in the city and they make good, great Cal Soy up there in Chiang Mai, but this was the best one. Absolutely. It's so good. I have to agree. And if you don't know what Cal Soy is, it's the Northern Thai curry dish. That has noodles in it. You can get it with chicken, pork, things like that. But it's a curry and noodle dish combined. Fabulous, fabulous stuff. Go to Cal Soy Mesai. You'll love it as well. Now, something that Travis loves, and I also enjoy the food stalls. Yeah, street so food is street very food, good in Chiang Mai. 
Yep. So at the North Gate and the South Gate, when you get to Chiang Mai, you'll know what we're talking about because there are four gates around the old city. So the North Gate and the South Gate markets are really great for food carts. They really don't start popping off until like eight. Six o'clock at night uh, is an evening thing. It's an so evening thing. you're not going to be able to find anything there for lunch, but tons of great food like rice dishes, chicken, noodles, soups, fried stuff, whatever you could really imagine. I mean, great Chinese donuts. Uh, and you're talking an entree is going to run you about 30 to 45 pots. So we're talking about a dollar, maybe a little over. At the North Gate, there is a pretty famous lady there who wears a cowboy hat and makes this pork dish over rice. Pretty popular. You might want to check that out. Really good pad ties. And again, it's it's only evening. It kind of starts around 6, around dinner time, and it runs until midnight, 1 a.m. If you want a late-night snack, go there. There's a guy right around the corner uh, from the North Gate Market, and he only makes pad thai, and it's supposedly very delicious. We've never actually made it to the guy who's dubbed pad thai guy, but he's right on the corner of the North Gate and Chang Pak Road, so you might want to check that out. Heth, one of your favorite places to eat because it's a it's a nice little Western flavor in Chiang Mai. Yeah, and that's Ab Petit Cafe, which is just about two, a two-minute walk from where the opium is located. And it's a really beautiful cafe. The interior is gorgeous. It's air-conditioned. It's very comfortable when it's super hot out and you don't feel like sitting in an open-air restaurant. They have great Western food, amazing salads that are just humongous and freshly grilled chicken and fresh vegetables. And you know that, you know, the, the salad is washed. The lettuce is not going to probably give you any type of stomach issues. So that's a great place. They have good sweets and desserts and cookies and things like that. Yeah, 95 baht for one of those big salads that Heather mentioned. So you're $3. talking $3. Um, they have good sandwiches. So if you're looking to do something a little different than Thai food, Ab Petit, it's a great little place. And everything we're saying with the opium, that is north of the North Gate. On a motorbike, we're talking uh, five to seven minutes. So just to give you an idea of the layout there. Another place right across from Appetit is called J&L. And this is a Thai place. It's an open air Thai food stall slash restaurant. Really good place. Good little Thai food. It'll run you about 60 baht for an entree, maybe 50 baht for an entree. So a little bit bigger and better than the stuff that you can get at some of the markets and some of the really local food stalls where it might be 30 baht. You got something there that you love, the sweet and sour chicken. Yeah, or the chicken cashew nut. I really liked there. It's really good. And you've had some fried rice there that's good, things like that. So J&L, again, right up in that area. And of course, we should mention with eating... We talked about this on our Sweet Treats episodes. If you hadn't listened to that, you want to give that a listen. But the snacks at any of the local markets. Now, the one that we would go to a lot is called Tannin Market. It's in Tannin Alley. Sorry, Watana. Sorry, Watana is the real name. All the people call it Tannin Market. And it's, again, right near the Opium, right near Appetit and J&L and all the places we're telling you about because we spent a month in that area. And you can get anything you want in the markets. I mean, you can get uh, real meals. They'll put them in bags for you. They have great curries. Just go and wander around. I mean, that was some of the best things that we did, some of the most fun activities. We're just wandering on the markets, and they have really good little sweet snacks from the peanuts that you love. To the rice cakes that you love. So you definitely want to hit up the market, and you can get cheap lunches and dinners there as well if you want to go in and get little entrees. It'll run you about 30 baht. And it's really fresh, really good stuff. You can also buy, if you have a kitchen and want to make your own food, you can buy anything you want there from meats and veggies and all that stuff. But really, most people don't make their own food when they're here in Thailand. 
because it's so cheap to eat out. Now, if you really have a hankering for some Western food... Yeah, we're going to give you uh, about three Western places in a row here because we understand that... When you're traveling, whether it's for a couple weeks, whether, I mean, it's a couple days, I don't know what your travel style is, but you might get sick of rice and noodles. No one is passing judgment if you want a hamburger or you want pizza or anything like that. It happens to all of us, and sometimes you just get sick of the local food no matter where you are. So there are some... Sometimes you can get really, really bad Western meals and they'll be expensive. And that's why these three that we recommend, we've tried a lot, especially in Chiang Mai, and we've struck out on a lot of Western food. These are three really good places. The first one is Rock Me for a really delicious, authentic hamburger. Yeah, they have great fries there as well. They have really, really good burgers. I mean, burgers that are as good as burgers that we were getting in the States and things like that. I mean, legitimately good burgers. They also have like fried fish, burger, things like that. It's really, really good. And it will fill you up because there are huge portions. Like I can't even finish the burger. Yeah, and a burger will run you about six bucks, a burger and fries. So if you're looking for a hamburger, we've tried a bunch of different places in Chiang Mai. Rock Me was the best that we've had. It's new, it's hip, it's cool, and it has really, really good food. My personal favorite is a pizza place called By Hand, which is exactly what it says. It's pizza made by hand. It's in a brick oven. They only have one small oven. So some people complain that there's a long wait, but it's just to be expected because they can only cook about one pizza, maybe two at a time. But it's well worth it because it really tastes like authentic Italian brick oven pizza. And trust me, we know because we've eaten a lot of pizza in Italy and in America. So if you have that craving for a really good piece of pizza then you can definitely get some at by hand, yeah, which is in Old Town. It is in Old Town. It's right south of the North Gate. It's right under the North Gate. It's a cute little place. I thought the pizza was okay, but we, it was better than another place that we tried. And, and pizza is hard to come by in these countries. So it, it's a legitimate version of that pizza. We should mention too, Rock Me is right on the road that leads out to the Night Bazaar. So really easy to find. It's just a strip of restaurants and bars. And uh, late at night, they turn into some other different types of bars, but Rock Me is right there on the way to the Old Town. One of the first places we ate on our very first trip to Chiang Mai, and we loved, and we've been back since, and my mother loves because she loves Western food sometimes, and you know, she was wanting to get some, some good Western food in her during this last trip, is Archer's. And that, again, is an old city, right really smack dab in the middle of old city. Archer's Barn Grill, some really good food, and just a really neat place to kind of hang out, too. Yeah, they have also a lot of really good Thai food. So it's Thai and Western, and their Thai food is good. So if you're with people who don't want to eat Western food, you could get both here. And we love their baguettes because it's really good bread. Like, it doesn't taste like cardboard. It's really soft and chewy, and we love the chicken curry baguette. Absolutely delicious. really stand out here. They're 90 baht, so it's about three bucks. They have all different types. My mom got a pepperoni and cheese one. That was good. But we usually get the chicken curry. They're big. So if you get one, it'll fill you up. We even took it for takeaway on the one flight when we were leaving Chiang Mai and going to Kong Khan. So we were all eating our Archer's baguettes on the plane. Then they served us a hot meal on an hour flight. So what do you know? We had no idea we were getting a hot meal on that. Archer's, they have good beer. It's reasonably priced. You know, for a big Chang, it's about 80 baht, which is about the going rate. So about $2.75. Nice place. Right, really central and good food. And as Heather mentioned, we've gotten some Thai food there too, and it's really good. So if you don't want Western food or you do or the people you're with don't, great selection. So head to Archer's. One more, not really Western type food, but a different type of food that we should recommend. And we go here every time we're in Chiang Mai. 
this might be the place we've eaten the most in Chiang Mai. Ah, uh, Khao Soi Mei Sai. Yeah, but this place is just as good. Kebab House. So it's an Indian restaurant. You can get amazing curries and naan. So good. The samosas are great. Ask for the special spicy yogurt sauce, which only the owner knows about. But you try he, to ask from the waiters and they bring out all these sauces. It's just a yogurt and garlic sauce, I think. Just say, give me the special sauce. It's so delicious. And we love eating there. The kebabs are also really good. They don't open until the evening and then they serve until I think midnight. So Yeah. And they are right again, centrally located in Old City, right up the road from Archer's. There is a kind of a block of bars right there called Zoe's. I don't know, Zoe, it's called Zoe's in yellow or Zoe's on the corner. They have about four bars right in this little block. And it's kind of the place to party at night. So it's loud and there's people drinking. But Kebab House is right on that little street. And it's not a little street, it's a big street. And they stay open till midnight and it's fantastic. And the owners are super nice, super kind. And that what is and it? The curries cheap. are, chicken curry is 90 baht. So yeah. three bucks. Anon is $1. So we're talking a fourth the price of what you could get Indian food for at home. And we we checked out other Indian food places, and they're always much more expensive than Chiang Mai. So for us, this is by far the best value Indian place in Chiang Mai. So my favorite restaurant, one of my favorite We're going to move in on to some Thai food. Now. Yes. I love this restaurant called Dash because it's in a teak wood house and you can sit inside or outside beautiful building beautiful building it has an outside garden that's huge with all these beautiful tables with candlelight and the ambiance and the atmosphere is just a really really good spot in live music live music in old city chiang mai this and is in the southeast corner now the southeast corner so it's a little bit harder to find but the food i thought was pretty good it's not like the best meal you'll ever have, but it's good. And the atmosphere, it makes it well, maybe like a little more of a special occasion place to go. But it's still cheap. I mean, we're talking... A curry is 150 baht, five so dollars. Five yeah. Pad so, Thai might be four bucks. So more expensive than some of the places we're mentioning. The ambiance is great. I, I thought the food was average, but it is a great place to go You know, for a birthday or for or a special a occasion or just to get a group together. It's a fun really nice. You can have a really nice dining experience for a very relatively cheap price compared to what we're usually used to. You can also do that at another place. And they have two locations, Nasi Jumpri. Jumpri, Jumpru? Jumpru, I don't know. We'll be linking all this up in the show notes. We went there with a friend of ours. We went to the one that was way outside the old city. It was in a right in the middle of a rice field in this big warehouse that has lots of cool things that you can buy, like also like a shop. And it's kind of like a Thai Asian fusion place. So just really interesting dishes that were all really delicious, reasonably priced. I mean, a little more expensive than you'd find like in Chiang Mai, but the experience was really cool. They have a second location at the Harbor, which is like a big shopping mall in Chiang Mai City. So if you don't feel like trekking all the way out to like the rural one, you could go there. Yeah, the rural one, you could get there on motorbike. It would probably take you 25 minutes. Uh, you could you could get a taxi. You could get a tuk-tuk out there. You could get out there any way you want, but it is a bit of a hike. It's cool that they have the one downtown too, which we haven't been to, but we're assured, we have been assured that it's, you know, same menu, everything like that. Again, a nice place and prices 150 to 180 to maybe 200 baht, so five to seven bucks for an entree at most. We went with a group of five, and I think it was 50 bucks, and we got like six or seven entrees and an appetizer. So 
again, a nicer place, but a cool experience, especially if you get to the one that's out in the rice fields. It's a really neat building that they've done a lot. The guy is a designer, a fashion yeah, designer. He's, so he's a, an artist. An so, artist. I mean, he just the built owner, this we should say. really cool building. It's like a warehouse and it's all glass doors and windows. And it's just a really cool experience to head out there. Yeah. And if you're looking for Thai food and you're in the old city, there is a plethora, as we already mentioned, of guest houses and cafes. And most of them are pretty decent. There are two that have stuck out for us. And the first was the very first place we ate in Chiang Mai. And maybe that's why it holds a place in our heart. But we've taken friends there since then. And they also agree that this is really good. So we're now we're talking 40 to 60 baht for an entree. You know, about $2. The pineapple fried rice is great. The pad thai is great. They also make really good pineapple pancakes if you're craving that in the morning. And this is called Lucky's Cafe. So It's near some pet market. And some pet market is very easy to find. This place is tiny. It has like... Four or five tables. This woman who goes by Lucky runs it. She makes everything herself. So it does take a little time. You know, you're not going to be able to be in and out of there in 10 minutes. But the food is good. It's delicious. It's fresh. I mean, one time, one of the customers who's a local, you know, well, not a local, but he was a Westerner. Lived there lives there for an there extended for like, period of time. Like, Lucky was out of something. And she asked him to go to the market and get her something. Right. So, I mean, you know that the food is pretty fresh. So, so if you're going through Sampet Market, walk through it. And then the first major you can turn left on turn left and it's like three or four restaurants down or three or four houses down on the left hand side you'll see it there i forgot to mention they make a killer strawberry shake this is probably the best strawberry fruit shake and you can get fruit shakes all over the place this is the best one i've had i've tried a lot a lot of times the best strawberry fruit shake i've had i also had a really good chicken like penang curry chicken dish so she just does a lot of good dishes and again, it's cheap. So we find ourselves going there when we're in Old City and we want something Thai and we want something cheap. And it's nice. You can sit outside. The other place that we just found this last time was called Funky Dog Cafe. Yeah. And this is also right near Sam Pet Market. And we did not get a chance to eat at this place. Although everybody who was sitting there eating was raving about the food, saying it was the best curry and in Chiang Mai. And- the owner, who is a bit of a character himself, this very like old Thai guy. Type. Yeah, hippie, long hair, speaks some English, but can't really understand him, came out and said that he guarantees it's the best curry that anyone has ever had, which we didn't get to try. He also told us a bit of a tall tale, we think, that when he has buffalo on the menu, he doesn't always have it on the menu because he goes out and kills the buffalo himself in the mountains around Chiang Mai and brings it back and that all the five-star restaurants want him to tell them his secret and and hire him as a chef, but he won't do it. So, so he's a character. So we can't really attest to that, but the shakes at this place are the best shakes we've had in Chiang Mai. They're I mean, different than just your typical fruit shake because he mixes a bunch of stuff he together. He mixes a lot of stuff together and he uses natural ingredients. So he's putting honey in there and lime and fruits instead of like MSG and like simple syrup, syrupy water. juice, sugar, water. So it just feels a little bit healthier and it was absolutely delicious. Yeah, you got a lime, what was it? A lime, mango and honey shake? Something like that. It and was so good. Na- I mean, so many different flavors. The ambiance in there, it's just really like kind of kitschy and artsy and has like all these like hanging artistic you know, just weird stuff that he may have made himself. And Who knows? Geometric cutout things. It's just, it's cool. It's, it's cool. cool. And he, he's cool. And it's a cool experience. The shakes rule. The beers are cheap too. I think the beers for a large Shanger, 70 baht, which is pretty cheap for a sit down place. Just walk right through Sompet Market 
and it's right there on your left, maybe 50 meters down from the market. You can't miss it. Funky Dog Cafe. And this Cafe. is what we're saying. There's so many places that we've been in Chiang Mai so many times. This is the first time we've even noticed this spot. Right. I have to mention one more place for eating, and that's because I love ice cream. And everyone who's listened to our food week knows I love ice cream. Turtle ice cream. It's not the best ice cream I've ever had, but it is 80 or it's cheap. I think it's 30 baht for a scoop, which is a dollar. It might even be a little less than that. It's homemade. It's again, right as you're going to the East Gate, the Taipei Gate, it's right inside there. Check it out. They have really cool flavors, white chocolate and some, some different cool things. Um, and they make it every day because they're usually out of a lot of the best flavors by five or six o'clock. So get there early. And if you want some ice cream, try it. It's a little more expensive, but a lot better than most of the ice cream there because it's homemade. We should mention, talking about sweet treats, you love the little rotis. Oh, yeah. You can get rotis, which are not really like a crepe, but it's kind of like a really thin fried dough. And, you know, roti, like as in the Indian roti, but they make it sweet. You could get it with eggs and things like that too, but I love it with the banana, the Nutella. It's so good. And you can find these street carts everywhere in Chiang Mai. Some might be better than others, but really it's going to cost you about a buck and it's going to be fried dough with Nutella and banana. So you can't really go wrong. So lots of good eating. Those are our recommendations. Again, we will link everything up in the show notes. You can go to extrapackofpeanuts.com slash pods, get our show notes there. Some of our favorite things... The big one, do not miss Cal Soy Mesai, my favorite meal I've ever eaten in the entire world. Check it out. Let's move on to some of the activities because believe it or not, there are things to do other than eating, even though eating tends to take up a lot of our time in Chiang Mai. So, Hath, some of the activities that people should do and can do around Chiang Mai. So, Chiang Mai, it's up in northern Thailand. It's in the jungle. There's no beach. You can't get to a beach in less than hours of travel. So, you do... The quickest beach will be getting on an airplane and flying somewhere. (laughs) Yeah. So, they do have a lot of trekking activities. So, you can do elephant rides. You can visit a tiger preserve. You can do zip lining. I've done uh, Flight of the Gibbon, which is an amazing tour on the zip lines with these beautifully built tree houses that are just up in the canopies. And it's really cool, really professionally done. There's a lot of different zip lining companies. I really liked Flight of the Gibbon. I did it three years ago. Um, it's run by Kiwis, by people from New Zealand, I think. You yeah. know, built. Everything is super well built. It's not like some of these ones where you rock up and it's like, hey, ride my zip line and just bike handles on a clothesline. This is legitimately professional they have them in a few different cities now too as well and it's the number one rated attraction in thailand or in asia it's very highly rated on TripAdvisor. heather did it with a friend i didn't do it but you really loved it yeah it was awesome well worth it and it costs about 70 to 100 dollars. i can't exactly remember i think it was 80 when i did it three years ago so it might be more now it's a little expensive but as heather mentioned she can say it was worth it when we're talking about some of these trekking things, the best thing to do is get it through your guest house. You can negotiate them down. If you are going to do the elephant riding, though, we should hit on this point a little bit. We went, we didn't know, we were, the, you know, we just got taken on a little group tour and that's fine. But with the elephants, they do kind of have places that treat the elephants very professionally and very well. And then they have ones that don't treat them as well. So if you are if you are going to do it, try to be conscious of it. You can ask around. There'll be a lot of information. Ask the guest houses. There's even an elephant preserve where you can go and spend the day like feeding them and playing with them. They don't let you ride them, but that is a whole day or two experience, I think. But if you want to ride one, there are places you can do it where they treat them a little 
better than some other places. So just kind of ask around about that maybe. Now, one of our favorite things to do in Chiang Mai is rent a motorbike. The best, easiest way to get around Chiang Mai. It's so much fun. I cannot stress this enough, even if you're afraid to ride a motorbike. I mean, we both crashed and we've told those stories in our podcast. You know, proceed with caution somewhat, but it's it's such a good experience. You can get a motorbike for $5 a day. If you're renting long term, you can get it down to like two or three bucks if you're renting for a month. Gas is super cheap and it's so fun to buzz around the old city. It's so easy to get places. It's easy to go north, east, south. But I mean, it's just... Even if you're staying in the old city, which we recommend if you're only there for three days, you might not need a motorbike. But it's kind of a cool adventure just to get one for a day and bike around. Yeah. I mean, Chiang Mai is a small, manageable city. But if you're walking everywhere, you could... I mean, it'll take you an hour or more to walk to some of the places that you might want to see. So it just opens up the city that you could see so much more in a less amount of time. And you can also take the motorbikes on some excursions out of Chiang Mai. Right. A few that we're going to mention now, especially one, Doi Sutep is the big temple on the mountain that everyone will tell you to go to. It's worth going up to for sure. And you can you can get a taxi up there, you can get a tuk-tuk, you can get a song towel, which are the red pickup trucks. But if you have a motorbike, that's a fun ride up and down. And we are not professional motorbike riders. You know, we took it easy on the way down because it's pretty steep. But it's fun to just kind of wind up all these switchbacks and go all the way up to Duisu Tep. It'll take you 30 minutes, 40 minutes maybe to get up and, and to get and then again to get down a little faster. But it was the ride up there is fifty percent of the fun. Yeah, absolutely. You can also make some trips uh, north of Chiang Mai. I think most of them are north to some of the waterfalls. You've got Mesa waterfalls, waterfalls, which are which really, are really beautiful. And then our personal favorite, the Butong waterfalls. And yeah. these are the sticky waterfalls. Yeah. And so the Mesa ones, a lot of tourists know about. It would take you about, we did it recently. It would take you about 40 minutes maybe to get there from Chiang Mai from the city. It's basically out the main north road. You just keep going and then there's one turn. So it's pretty easy to find. And they're cool. But the Botong waterfalls, the sticky waterfalls or the Spider-Man waterfalls, we didn't see any other tourists there when we went. We rented a Song Tower red pickup truck to take us for six people. I think we each paid five bucks each. I think it was 30 bucks total for the whole day to rent this truck. And they are awesome because for whatever reason, we're not geologists. We don't know. The rocks on the waterfalls do not grow moss, and they're a little spongy. So you they're can porous, and so they're sticky. You can literally race up and down them, and you don't slip, you don't fall. It, it's it's very the strange. weirdest sensation ever because you keep thinking, "There's no way I'm going to run up that waterfall. That is very steep." And then you do, and then you think, "Okay, well, there's no way I'm coming down. My feet are going to slip. I'm just going to bust it, and I'm going to slide down these waterfalls." And you don't. It is an insane feeling. There's no other tourist there. You know, you could motorbike to it. It will be fairly far. It'll probably take you an hour and a half on a motorbike. Or you could just rent a song towel again. You can get a cheap one, maybe 30 bucks a day, grab some people, go up there. It's worth half a day at least to go up. It's one of the coolest things that we've done in Chiang Mai. Yeah, absolutely. It's just really fun. For sure. So, and if you don't want to rent a motorbike, we've been talking a lot about rent, renting motorbikes. You can rent regular bicycles as well, and they'll get you around. Now, you won't take them to Doisu Tep. You won't take them to any of the waterfalls. But just to get around the city, if you're scared of a motorbike or if you're staying in Old City, rent a bike. That's like a dollar or two a day. Just better than walking. Gives you a little bit different of a feel. And people listening to this know that I love renting bikes. 
There's also some really cool stuff to do. Oh, well, speaking, let's stay with going north. If you're going to get out of Chiang Mai, you can also go up to Chiang Rai and Pai, which are mini versions of Chiang Mai, these kind of hippie, cool towns that are north of Chiang Mai itself. You can take motorbikes up to them. That'll take about three, three and a half hours. You can fly to them. You can take tuk-tuks or well, you can take taxis. We have never been to either of these two places, but they come highly recommended to us. We've just always stayed in Chiang Mai. And there's a white temple that's on the way to Chiang Rai that you definitely want to see. Google White Temple Chiang Mai. That'll come up. It's really cool. It's owned by just one guy. So it's his creation. Kind of and there's also a lesser known Black Temple on the way up there. So you might want to check those two out if you're going to make the trip up. Yeah, that'd be if you had more time and you were going to spend, spend the night up there. You wouldn't just yeah, go for the day. No way. I wouldn't go for the day. It would be I'd go up for a day or two and then a couple of days in Chiang Mai or something like that. We got to talk about shopping because Heather's on the podcast and she loves shopping. <laughs> and I have to say, this last time, I actually got two suits made too. So maybe I'm starting to uh, warm up to the shopping. But there's some great shopping in Chiang Mai. Yeah, there are two markets in Chiang Mai for like shopping for tourist things and clothes and handicrafts and stuff like that. The one is only on Sunday night. That's every Sunday night. And that's through the old city on one of the main streets in old city. And it is massive. It is the entire width of the old city. And it's very, very crowded. It's not my favorite market in Chiang Mai, but it is cool to see it. If you've seen it once, it's probably enough, but they have just some really cool things and walking through the street, it's fun. It's all types of handicrafts that people from the Hill Tribe bring in and, and people from Chiang Mai have there. And then there's all types of food. It's, as Heather mentioned, it's crowded. It's insane. It's worth going to for sure if you're there on a Sunday night. Just go and, and soak it all in, even if you don't buy anything. I mean, they, you know, if you're going to, and we should say as an overall general rule, barter, 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 barter. We start, if someone says 300 baht, we, we say 100. And then we usually end up paying 50%. So definitely barter. And then you can also, if you're not there for Sunday night and that huge market, you can go to the Night Bazaar, yeah. which is there every night. The Night Bazaar is there every night, and it's also huge. It's uh, east of the old city, and it's down quite a few different streets. It's massive. I never even realized how massive it was. Every time we go back to Chiang Mai, we find more streets that it encompasses. And they just have amazing stuff there. You can buy all the you know, traditional clothes that you see all the pants with the elephants you on buy them t-shirts galore t-shirts. but they also have jewelry they have wooden handiworks they have scarves a lot of really cool stuff that you probably wouldn't see in other places and a lot of it's really well made yeah if you are going to chiang mai you have to hit the night bazaar and you have to hit the sunday night market there sunday you'll see some really cool stuff we've been so many times it almost feels like like that initial oh i'm going to take pictures of all this weird crazy stuff i see is gone because we've seen a lot but if you've never been, you're going to see some crazy stuff. I, I keep using crazy, but you know, you can eat crickets. You can buy huge paintings. You can get tattoos. I mean, you can get little soap that's cut into flowers. I mean, all these neat stuff that we've never seen before, before we came to Thailand and Chiang Mai. So it's a, it's a must-do thing in Chiang Mai. Go a, to the night bazaar. A few other things, speaking of shopping, we'll wrap this up pretty quickly. If you want to get suits made, guys or girls, dresses, there's tons of tailors. We went to one this last trip called Moda Tailor. We'll, we'll link it up. Really great people. I got a one suit made for $110, and then I got a linen suit made for $130. Cool experience being at the tailor. My dad even got a linen shirt made. You know, they measure you. It's all your specifications. Heather, I think I look kind of sharp in them. Yeah, I think the quality and the 
handiwork of these individuals is really good. I think your suit was really well made and it's custom to you, so it fits perfectly. 24 hours they turned it around in too. So that's pretty insane. And as a guy, if you need a shave or a haircut. Yeah, let's jump into the beauty aspect yeah, of Chiang Mai. Yeah, I guess this Mai. isn't really activities, kind of beauty. Yeah, personal hygiene and health, whatever you might want to call it. If you need to get a shave or if you've been on the road for a while and you want a haircut or even if you want to wait to get your haircut here. Which I of, do. One of my favorite haircuts I've ever received and I've been to a lot of salons and we live in Philadelphia so there's a lot of options there. This place in Chiang Mai called New York, New York, the the stylists are trained incredibly well in lots of Western styles. They have uh, Veda products, which if you know, you know, salons, that's a really high-end organic brand. And it's amazing. It's great. And my haircut, $18. I think... 18 US dollars. Usually when Heather comes back with a haircut, like, hey, how does it look? I'm like, oh, it looks great. Of course, I say that. And it does look good. But the two haircuts she's gotten there have looked fantastic. I mean, I've noticed that they've looked very good. So to make me perk up and notice it, really cool. As you mentioned, 18 bucks. You know, we've spent enough time in Chiang Mai that we've needed to get some of this stuff done. So if you're traveling a while, Chiang Mai is going to be the cheapest place to get your hair done. I have a favorite barber that I now go to called the Porn Barber, P-O-R-N. Porn means blessing in Thai. So it's funny to go there and it's super cheap. 50 baht, so a dollar fifty for a haircut, and 50 baht for a shave. And this guy, when he shaves you, I mean, this is straight razor. It, he took an hour to shave off my big beard. He gives you a head massage. It is, I can finally understand why women like to go to the spa. Because for those, for that hour and that 50 baht, I was treated like a king by this guy. And I've never had that close a shave. And we're talking a dollar fifty. It's an amazing experience. It's really great, especially because in America now, these barbershops are becoming so popular, but it's like $30 to go. So yeah, if you need to get stuff done like that, New York, New York for women, the porn barber for guys for haircuts or shaves, we should also mention Thai massage. You can get here, you can get foot massage at the night bazaar or Sunday night market an hour for like five bucks, or you can go and get a massage. We recently got one done. And the massage was an hour, and I think it was like seven dollars. Yeah. So you can get two hours for like twelve bucks, something like that. Definitely get a massage if you're going to be in Chiang Mai for a while. Anywhere in Thailand has good massages, but Chiang Mai I think is a little cheaper than some of the other places. Yeah. So that's a lot of stuff that you can do in Chiang Mai. We love Chiang Mai. We love the eating, the activity. We should just mention overall the reason we love Chiang Mai is it's just so easy. I mean, that day you wake up, what do you want to do? Let's rent motorbikes. Okay, boom, there's a place that sells motorbikes. Let's get them, scoot around, go get shave, get awesome food, go to the waterfalls. I mean, it's just a really relaxing, really easy place. Getting in and out is really easy. You can fly to Chiang Mai Airport, and, and the airport's about 15 minutes away from down right downtown. You can also take night buses to and from Bangkok and the islands. You can even take trains. So it's just very easy to get into and really easy to get around once you're there. So Chiang Mai, wouldn't you say it's kind of the easiest traveling that we've done? Probably. Yeah, it feels very comfortable and very relaxed. So we will link all that up in the show notes, guys. If you're going to Chiang Mai, let us know. Drop us a comment. Check out some of the places we mentioned. The Opium's a great place to stay. Khao Soi Mesa, you got to eat at. And then, of course, all the activities. If you've been to Chiang Mai, let us know some of the places that you like. You can drop them in the show notes for episode 153. That is at extrapackofpeanuts.com slash pods. 
one last thing I want to say. We want to, you know, we're asking a favor here. Lights, camera, Switzerland. We talked about it at the top of the show. If you're still listening to us, hopefully you like us. We would love to be hosts of our own TV show. That would be amazing. Imagine little old EPOP started four years ago with nothing other than a computer and now a few microphones. We now have the number one rated travel podcast. We could have our own TV show. If you want to help us out and do that, you can go to lightscamera-switzerland.com. Vote. If you think, oh, it's open till May 7th, I'll just vote later. Please, please, please vote sooner rather than later because we want to blow people out of the water right off the bat so that they think, man, these guys have so many votes, we give up. You know, <laughs> no moss, right? So, lightscamera-switzerland.com. Heth, how cool would it be if we had our own TV show where we traveled around Switzerland? It would be absolutely incredible. So, thank you guys for that. If you do go and vote, lightscamera-switzerland.com. You can see our video there. Tell friends, tell family, tweet it, do all that cool stuff. We're going to keep telling you about it. Hopefully, you don't get uh, too annoyed at us. But it's a dream come true for us if it happens. Two from the archives. Yeah. If you want to hear more about Thailand, we recorded an episode number 113. Is Thailand really that cheap? And so we talk about some of these places, but we really dig into the actual cost of it. So if you're going to Thailand, this hits on all Thailand that we've traveled to, not just Chiang Mai. Of course, we talk about it in there. But we break down our daily budget and how we stay on budget and how much stuff actually costs. I think you'll really like that. And any of the Destination Diary episodes take on a similar format. So we've done one for India. We've done one for Croatia. Colorado, Portland, Oregon. I had my sister come on to talk about Santiago de Compostela in Spain, where she lives. Portugal, of course, Philadelphia. Philly Pride. And we even had e-poppers Rob and David come on to talk about Guatemala. That was a cool episode because I didn't know anything about Guatemala. And I just picked their brain as someone who was totally ignorant. So really, really fun there. Those are our Destination Diary episodes. Thank you guys for all the support. Thank you for making us the number one radio travel podcast on iTunes. And until next time, happy free travels.